0: Welcome to a special Father's Day episode of Father's in Galaxy. I'm Keith and this is my dad, Kerwin.
1: Thank you for joining us. Today we have guests who are the members of the Dad Batch Podcast. They share a deep passion for Star Wars, cosplay, and most importantly, fatherhood. Bring a fresh and relatable angle to their conversations. All right, let's start with Joe Lara, who is AKA Tech and his son Austin. Then Rami Shanaday aka Echo and his son Bray. And we have Steven Schultz aka Wrecker and his son Oliver. Hey. Gentlemen, welcome to Father Sun Galaxy. How's it going? All right, What's up guys? What's Go up ahead. everybody?
2: Thanks for having How us. Are you?
1: Uh, we're just so excited to meet you, and we can't wait to just uh, talk about Star Wars and talk about your family. So, happy Father's Day, first off!
3: Happy Father's Day!
1: Thank yeah, you. All all right. you as well. Thank Father's you. Day. Now, we know that there are five members of, of the batch, right? Uh, so, there are two that are not here with us; they weren't able to make it. So, that would be John, who is Hunter, and Brian, who is Crosshair. So, we just wanted to just give them our regards. Uh, you know, we. Have- you know, sorry that they couldn't make it, but we just wanted to shout them out.
3: Yeah, I appreciate that. They're, it's 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 a, We're definitely a squad. That's kind of how we see ourselves, our own little family. But obviously, this is really the to, to, first of all that you're inviting us, but to, uh, to focus on this side of actual family blood, our, our children and, and being fathers. So that's awesome. Okay. Thank you.
0: Could you share the story behind the creation of the dad batch in your podcast?
4: Ooh. We, we get that question a lot. So we've actually got, got the uh, story kind of down pat. So we all – we've all known each other for, for a long time. Um, although I – so – brian john stephen and i are up in kind of the, the greater los angeles area joe's a little farther south down by san diego so we actually as part of this bad batch costuming that we've been doing um we encountered joe and realized that you know how much we had in common and everything so that so over over the course of a few months um we started coming together around these characters and these costumes and john and i were at at an event um you know, uh, picking up some armor parts, you know, at a sale and, and we met Joe and uh, got to talking to him. And then in the meantime, uh, you know, Steven and Brian, you know, we're all friends. And so we, we came together around these characters and, uh, it, it's funny because each one of us has a character that, or, or gravitated towards the character that actually sort of is most like us. Um, and, and we laugh cause it's almost like we kind of look like our characters a little bit too, sort of like people and their pets, but, uh, we started. We, we, you know, when we're when you're working on a project like this, especially a group build, um, we, we, you're communicating with each other and sharing tips on painting and and things like that. And so, we had a group chat that was going, and um, somewhere along the way, that group chat got renamed to the Dad Batch, just because you know we're all fathers, and 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 we thought it was funny. And then in the meantime, Brian moved from Southern California back to uh, North Carolina, and that chat group became our lifeline to him and every once in a while we'd be talking and somebody would hit the little video call button and all of a sudden it, it rings on everybody else's phone and then we all start talking to each other and we would be doing this little video chat just laughing at our own jokes and and craziness and uh it was at somewhere somebody's like oh my god this is so funny we should record this and that moment was sort of the birth of the dad batch podcast so we had the name thanks to the chat group and the, the idea of recording it be, became the podcast. And so we you know, put some ideas together around that and and, and started doing it. And, and lo and behold, here we are. So,
1: Now, when you decided who was going to portray what character, you said it was based on your looks, but did you come across uh, any of the members who wanted to play, more than
4: one member wanted to play Tech or Wrecker or Hunter? And how did you resolve that? We never had that moment. We all sort of... The, so I've got, I joke, I've got the the hair the hairline. I was blessed with the hairline to do all the bald characters. So uh, I've got a Lobot costume, Lobot from Empire Strikes Back, and he has that cybernetic headset around his head, very much like Echo. And so I was instantly drawn to Echo. Um, in the meantime, Joe was already gravitating towards tech. Uh, S- Steven is wrecker. So uh, John, John, between kind of the. the the five o'clock shadow and the longer hair, he was Hunter. It all just sort of made sense. We never for a yeah. moment ever collided on what characters we want to do. There was never a question.
1: I see, okay. And I'm curious to know then, uh, so if you can just go through and we can start with with you, Ramey. Um, why did you decide that you wanted to be Echo?
4: So there is something extra fun about doing a group costume right? It's, it's one thing when you've got a Boba Fett or a Stormtrooper or, or any kind co- like we can, we all, we're all members of the 501st Legion. I'm not sure if you're familiar with, with that group, but, but yes. we're all members of that. And we, and we do events in our costumes for that all the time. And there's plenty of opportunities to do, you know, kind of those onesie twosie characters and, you know, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian can walk around at an event by himself and not be out of place. But when you've got a, squad of characters like the bad batch where they are always together um it makes sense for them to be together uh, th- that those kind of costume builds are extra fun because it's one thing to have one character walk in but when you've got five or six that are all from the same media and they all look the part and the costumes are you know to, to the level of detail that, that we put into the work it it's, there's just something extra special about that. So any chance that you can get
3: to do a group build is always fun.
1: And Joe, why did you want to be tech?
3: So, yeah, um, I, I was in the military for, for quite a while. I served, uh, for 24 years total. And, and uh, for a large part of that time, I was actually embedded into, uh, a special operations team. And, and my role was very technical and uh, no pun intended. It's actually it was very technical. And the funny thing is my son, Austin, and my other son, Brandon, were heavy, heavy into Clone Wars and, and helped pull me in as well. And they had actually watched the first episode of season seven, The Bad Batch, before I did. And as soon as I walked in the door, they all stopped and looked at me and said, Dad, you need to watch this episode. There's a character that you need to see. And as soon as I saw Tech... Th- that was actually the the catalyst for me to get into the the idea of building the costume of becoming this character and and getting the 501st. So I was, I was the one on the outside of this group uh, in LA. I was down in San Diego during COVID of all, of all times and figuring it out. And, uh, and then like Ramey said, then I, I met him and John and, and it just kind of all came together. The force was definitely at work when we all met, but that, that's a little bit about, um, about how i came to to tech.
1: Yeah. Well, first off, i just want to say thank you for your service. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Steven, yeah. why yes, did you sir. want to be
2: writer? Well, you know, it it's funny because when i when John and i first saw the Bad Batch premiere uh a few months before uh, anybody had seen it, uh he and I both had gravitated to those characters just based on their storyline. I think John was more so uh, gravitating towards it being a clone that didn't look like any other clones, which fascinated him. Uh, But for me, Wrecker just, it was like looking in emotionally, the character, uh, it was like looking into a mirror. We're both scared of heights. We're both boisterous and loud. We love having fun. We're like the big kid of the group. Uh, biggest heart uh, And we like to blow stuff up <laughs> uh, But I think what really Cemented it for me was During lockdown um, My wife would Give me haircuts Because we couldn't go out to get a haircut And uh, I, I used to have a traditional Like very uh, uh Very traditional Like side part With you know The, 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 the hard part and all that stuff and and one day my one day my my wife just yes. kind of went up on the fade a little too high, <laughs> and and I and I was like, no, no, okay, just just keep going around until you can fix it. By the time I knew it, my whole head was shaved, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at that point I was just like, well, I guess I got to keep it now. Um, and this was during the record build, so it just kind of fit.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: We know about the lockdown and I, <laughs> and I, the
0: haircut story. Is yeah. especially um, my dad did that to my brother, just kind of like, you know, trimming the edges and then, you know, a, a bit too much hair came off and then he's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, now well, I gotta take it all off. Of
3: There's no going, going back. We, we got a
1: preface that I have never cut hair before.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> a right. I, I wish you had a license. This is the first time I've bought a
1: Barbara set, clippers, and a trimmer. I had no idea what I was doing. I watched a couple of YouTube videos and it still did not come out what I expected.
0: YouTube. You know, this is the greatest source of information on the planet. <laughs>
1: okay. That's right. Yeah.
0: After Wikipedia, because you always believe that you see on the internet.
1: Well, I, I try. And and look. Two years later, I'm still cutting their hair. So, you know, we have not gone back to the go. Bottom.
2: Two years later, I'm still bicking it. So, yeah. it's good. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: I know we have the second generation here, so I actually want to hear from them. So, Keith has some questions that you can <laughs> after he takes a sip. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. So, could you guys describe a specific moment when Star Wars brought you closer to your kids? Like, to your fathers, I mean, not to your kids. You don't have kids.
1: Well, so so Bray, let's start with you.
0: Okay.
5: Um.
1: Do you have a favorite uh, character or or, a favorite moment in Star Wars?
5: Well, my dad's office was always very Star wars out. And even when he was in meetings, I would always just be in there playing with his stuff. So,
1: yeah. So you, do you, you know? Uh, you're six years old. Is that right? Thirteen. Oh, you're right. Thirteen. Dad! I, I apologize. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're right. Thirteen. <laughs> All right. Uh, so
4: <laughs> you're almost halfway there. It's okay.
0: <laughs> you look nine. So,
1: yeah, you do look very young. Yeah. Um, so, what is your earliest memory of Star Wars? How do you think you were introduced to Star Wars?
0: Uh, I remember
5: I was in my dad's office and I was looking for a character that I couldn't find anywhere and eventually after an hour of looking I noticed it was in my hand.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Are you a Stranger Things fan? By any chance? Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <yep>. Favorite season. What?
1: <laughs> well, why do you? Okay. Go ahead. Favorite season of Stranger Things?
0: Yeah, what's your favorite season? Okay. 1 <laughs> season one Yes.
1: season one okay okay
0: season one
1: well that's good to know because i've only seen one season the first season so but you've seen all four
0: yes yeah okay all right i'm invested
1: and why did you think bray would have been interested in stranger things
0: because he has a stranger things shirt on
1: oh look at that okay i
0: can see the lettering i know the font from stranger things like the back of my hand
1: excellent excellent
0: it's an amazing font actually i gotta figure out how to make that font
1: okay so Austin, uh, I understand you're a musician. You like music.
5: Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm. I'm actually uh, finished my second year at Berkeley College of Music. Um, so yeah, I'm. I'm in college. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm studying uh, contemporary production. Essentially, you know, the writing aspect of music, and then also, you know, producing it, making it sound good. Um, yeah. That's that's just a little bit about me. But yeah.
0: right cool Mm -hmm.
1: and then what are you looking to do you know when you finish college what, what what are your goals
5: yeah um so i know i have two passions and those two passions are um you know you know scoring picture which is essentially you know going into the film and television industry working on the music side um as well as you know uh writing and production in like a studio setting you know for more like commercial radio music that kind of stuff so i know i have those two passions and um you know, with, you know, what I'm studying right now, it'll allow me to, you know, hopefully some point in my life, you know, be able to, you know, tackle those two aspects. But yeah, right now still, um, still trying, to, trying to navigate a path path to get there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Do you have a favorite composer, film composer?
5: Uh, Yeah. Film composer, um, you know, funny enough, Star Wars, Ludwig Gorenson. Um, nice. Yeah. Also, I mean, Sounded like I was gonna say just say John Will, you know, obviously he's amazing. Um, but yeah, no, something that really um brought Ludwig to my attention is, you know, one, you know, scored Mandalorian, Black Panther, you know, Creed, you know, just a lot of great movies. But he's also um, you know, childish Gambino's, you know, producer in the studio, you know, help um, you know, helps him, you know, write his stuff. And I thought that was just, you know, cool that, you know, there's someone who can do um Multiple things, not just one facet of music. So, yeah, that's that's why he's you know up there for me. But, but, yeah,
1: Got it. yeah, that's a that's very good. He's a he's an excellent composer. Oh yeah. So Oliver, Oliver is six years old. Is that right? <laughs> Oliver, do you have a favorite? Oh, do you like? Well, first of all, do you like Star Wars? Let's just start there. What do you like about Star Wars? <clears throat> Favorite character, maybe? Yep.
0: Whoa, yep. Skywalker. Yeah, that's, Luke, Skywalker.
1: That's, Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Oh, nice. Very nice. Good answer. Yeah. Very good. Luke Skywalker. That's a good one. That's a good one. Wow. All right. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Let's go on. Let's go back to... Well,
0: hopefully... You can still hear us if yeah. your eardrums are still. Yeah,
1: on. there are firecrackers outside. I don't know if you heard it. Yeah, but, you know, funny story. Yeah.
0: I mean, we've had quite the experience with fireworks. Let's just say we had these neighbors who set off an entire Macy's Fourth of July parade in their driveway. Yeah, they never came back. A month later, they were gone. Yeah. Oh. The,
3: the
0: The police had to show up to to shut that one down. Yeah.
3: Wow. Oh, boy. Right. Entertaining. Yeah.
0: I could have sworn I was in New York at a parade. Jeez.
3: <laughs> okay,
1: so let's let's go to this one here.
0: So, for all the dads, could you describe a specific moment when Star Wars brought you closer to your children, or taught them a life lesson that you thought they needed to know?
4: So, I'm not. I'm not sure about the. Uh the life lesson piece of it, but definitely, I mean, so I mentioned earlier that, that we all have costumes in the 501st and, and that we, what we, at least I, I, Steven's done this. I, I, have done this with all of my children. So our kids all have costumes as well. And there are certain characters like Jawas or even, even an Ewok, um, or Ezra from rebels where a child playing that character actually makes perfect, perfect sense. And so, um, all of the kids have costumes, Ray's got several, and it's great when you can go to an event and be your character, but then also have them running around and being a different character. And you can interact with them and kind of almost have that sort of in-universe experience where you're talking to a Jawa and they're just trying to steal your stuff or whatever. So th- those, are, those are some of my favorite moments, especially just within the 501st Legion in general, being able to have done that with my kids.
2: Steven, same question for you. Well, uh just to piggyback on on what Ramy was saying for a little bit, you know, when Oliver was about to be born, I was so extremely nervous to be a new father, and Ramy actually made uh a little mini Jawa onesie uh for Oliver. And he, he, for the time he ended up being the youngest member of the Galactic Academy <laughs> because 45 minutes out of, out of being born, we threw that on him in the hospital and took a photo and boom, he had his, he had his cadet ID number ready to go. Uh, but awesome. I, <laughs> I will say, I think it was uh, Halloween 2020. We uh, built, is that when we built your man Mandalorian costume? Yeah. And uh, I mean, we did the full 3D printed kit, custom soft goods. He had the little he had the, the little rifle that attached with the sling going down his back. And his little baby brother was um Grogu, was Grogu, right? In the stroller.
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, that was fun. You even had the music going when you're walking down the street. Right. Yeah. So I think building that costume together was that was pretty fun, huh? Yeah. So, what about you? Uh,
3: so obviously, you know, I've been a huge fan of Star Wars my whole life. And and when you have two uh, young children, there's a certain time and you're not sure when it's appropriate for them to see certain scenes in Star Wars hours because you don't want to be too graphic or whatnot. But I would say, you know, age of four or five, you know, kind of showing in parts of Star Wars. And then they just it just became part of uh, 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 something that we could talk about. But I would say it's really um Austin and his brother Brandon th- their love for the Clone Wars that that raised my awareness and attention to another part of the universe that I wasn't really paying attention to I, I was really focused on a lot of the movies and uh, and they actually pulled me in so instead of me influencing them per se they heavily influenced me and uh, and I think it, it, it resonated as well because there's a lot of military themes with the clones and, and this war that was going on and and uh, even some of the language, it's some of the things that we talk about on, on the Dad Batch podcast, when I'm able to share my take on, on some of the stories that, that we're able to, to enjoy, is, is the writers and, and they all pull from real life. And uh, so that connection of Clone Wars and, and the boys' influence on really got me immersed. So I would say they probably uh, made me a bigger fan, if anything. Yeah. So
1: can we start with, uh, you know, back to the dads, when you fell in love with Star Wars and when you had children, how important was it for you to pass it down? I mean, did you know, if you, for example, if you have parents who are big uh, sports fans, you know, from birth, you know, they have their child wearing their favorite jersey, uh, sports jersey. Uh, how serious were you about, you know, you know, after, you know, knowing how much you love Star Wars, how important was it for you to pass that down to your children?
2: Well, I think in, in my household, my 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 brother is 11 years older than me. So he was, you know, he got to see Star Wars in the movie theaters when it came out. That was part of his childhood growing up. So in my household, Star Wars was always uh, a known thing, but I didn't really get into it until 1995, Power of the Force, two Kenner figures started coming out again. And there was a Darth Vader figure that was like one per case, super hard to find. And I was just begging my dad to get me that figure. And my dad was working in a hospital, you know, like uh, hospital hours. So I had... I have no idea how he came home with this figure one day, but when he handed me that Darth Vader figure, uh, that I think right there was the catalyst for me. It just sent me on a complete Star Wars trajectory for the rest of my life. Um, and it was something that my dad and I could always share. Um, and I think because of that, I mean, it's kind of a no brainer for me. Um, I would never imagine forcing Oliver to uh, forcing him to like something that he wouldn't like. Um, But I don't know. What do you think? Do you think I forced Star Wars on you or you just kind of liked it on your own? Because I liked it. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, oh, it it took a while. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a very good point, right. Um, you know, it wasn't something that I had planned, um, but it just seemed like the best, the great opportunity to talk about Star Wars because this was around the time when I introduced Keith. It was in 2015 when the sequel trilogy was now coming out. And uh, I introduced him through the little golden books. Of Star Wars. Um, but yeah, there was not anything that I was... Oh, I have to. He has to know Star Wars. He's, he's got to know who Darth Vader is. It was nothing like that. It was just let's see what happens. Yeah, given the books, and you know, you know, the rest is history. You know, he he loves it. You know, and he knows Star Wars. I would say a little bit more than I do. You know, he,
2: he, <laughs> he <knows. laughs> I don't. What, what do you think your favorite thing is other than Star Wars? It's probably like Marvel stuff, right? I think I think Oliver gravitates more towards like the Marvel, like the superhero stuff. Definitely the superhero stuff, but. Star Wars for him, it's just like it's understood. Like mm-hmm. it's just in his blood at this point. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: Oh, by the way, unironically, I happen to have the Black Series action figures of well, all look of you guys. Can you see
1: it? Nice. Yeah, Coincidence. Nice. We have these. Yeah, <laughs> we, we bought these. We have the same three. Yeah.
0: This one doesn't have the um the, the, the goggles under it. Oh, That's a that.
3: That's an added piece. Oh, That's an added can I have piece. that? I, have that? Awesome. <laughs> I could probably hook you up. Oh look! Play.
1: Oh look at that! There's echo. That's yeah. The same one. Yeah, the same one we have. Yeah, it's amazing. How about that? <laughs> all right.
0: So yeah, Echo's helmet's kind of uh, kind of wonky because he's got this thing. They have to like take off. It
4: takes a little. Yeah. Trust me, I know all about how hard it is to put that thing on and off with that on my head.
0: That's why but- Echo had to get a hole in the back of his helmet because he couldn't deal with it either.
3: So, Joe, tell me how you were introduced to Star Wars. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm much I'm actually the oldest of the dad batch, and sometimes I feel it in my body, at least my bones. But, uh, but uh, I don't I, I wasn't uh, I don't remember seeing A New Hope. Uh, uh, it was really uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi is when I really. Understanding what Star Wars truly was, and uh, and I and I just remember eventually getting a hold of before the VHS tapes and, and C- VCRs were a thing, you had to wait for for a show or a showing of, on CBS or, or, or you know a, a night a special night broadcast of, of right. Star Wars, and uh, and I remember being glued to the television set to watch it, and then the very next day trying to reenact and be Han Solo on the playground, you know or or Boba Fett, or whatnot. So uh, that was those are some early memories. And then I, my neighbors had all the toys. I think I had to sneak uh, sneak away with one and put it in my pocket because you know to get those action figures was a fun thing. Um, but yeah, those are kind of my early memories. Uh, uh, Star Wars was was around Empire Strikes Back and Return to Jedi.
4: Rami, how were you introduced to Star Wars? so i'm just a hair younger than joe um i for me uh return of the jedi was the first one that i saw in the theater and i think my my oldest brother probably was the one who took me at the time um so i didn't see either the first two and so again seeing a new hope or empire strikes back like i i saw them out of order which arguably we're all watching them out of order if we saw them when they came out in the theaters but um so having seen Return of the Jedi, I mean, obviously any kid that kind of grew up in any of our age, like we've basically had Star Wars around our whole lives. And so it's part of pop culture and part of the fabric of being a little kid in reality, Um, just like Marvel and DC and and superheroes and all all this other stuff. So it's all just part of being a kid. You can't go into the toy aisle of any store without seeing Star Wars toys hanging from the pegs. So, um, and that's something that I think you know, we were all into when we were kids too. So I remember going to a friend's birthday party when I was somewhere around that age and they had gotten some Star Wars toys and I didn't have any yet. Um, and so I was fascinated with the stuff that, that he had gotten. Um, so I think that was probably one of the early things that kind of pushed me in that direction as well. So. All
5: right.
0: Okay. So for the kids, if you had the opportunity to meet a Star Wars character in real life, who would be your top choice, and what would you want to ask them?
1: Austin, how about we start with you?
5: All right. um, Yeah, so growing up, my favorite character was Obi-Wan. Yeah, I would like... I think I was Obi Wan for Halloween, like maybe four or five years. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. It You're was always like, Obi Wan. Always. Yeah. I had the little plastic lightsaber, you know. Had had the uh, stance down. Always. Oh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'd probably meet him first if I could. Um, you know, got to ask the classic question. Well, it's not really a question, but. It's a greeting. Say, to say, yeah. You know? Hello there. Can't go wrong. General Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oliver. Luke. You, you said oh. it was Luke Skywalker, correct? So that's your favorite. Okay. All right. And then Bray. If you had the opportunity to meet a real Star Wars character, who would it be? Who would, it be? Who would it be your top choice, Bray?
0: BD one.
3: Oh,
5: nice.
1: Change nice that. choice. That's nice, nice choice. Okay. I know BD one. Yes, from Andor, isn't
0: it? No, from Jedi
1: uh, Fallen Order. Oh, Jedi Fallen Order. Right. Oh, but he appeared in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Right? Didn't
0: that...
1: there, there was a BD droid in The Mandalorian. Yep. Right. Okay. All right. May, may not have been the same droid. Right. Yeah, that's true. In Pelimoto's shop. Right. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> You're kind of channeling your teacher vibes here, just like calling on people.
1: No, okay. All right. okay. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> All right, um, I wanna talk about the Bad Batch just for a little bit because, um, you know, your name is based off of the Bad Batch. So, and there's so many, there's hundreds of characters in Star Wars, but you chose the name, the Dad Batch, based on the Bad Batch. Um, so I wanna know, what does the Bad Batch represent to you? What What draws
3: you to these characters? What do you love about this series? Oh man, I can. I, I'll go ahead and start with that, if that's okay. Um, I think for me, and and we kind of, we, we don't really focus in on focus in on it in our conversation, but you see it, in our banter and our back and forth, the way we communicate as as costless, is we're all different, and uh, and we actually embrace that. Like I, you see it in simple things, in tangible things like building costumes. There might be one of us that's really good at a certain method. Another one is another is another is really another method. And uh, when you look at the Bad Batch on on screen, they're they're experts in their own field, and uh, and and it's so it's that diversity of thought uh, the way to the way to attack to tackle a problem. They're not all thinking the same thing, and uh, and that's what makes that group stand out, and that's what made them so successful. I mean, they were they were perfect in their mission success for so long, and uh, and I think that's something that we kind of flesh out. Ourselves naturally, yeah, that's just what comes to mind.
2: I think um, there's there's a there's a certain level of of, of um, difficulty for me letting go of of uh, friendships, relationships, and so when it came time for Brian, uh, our crosshair when he had to, you know, do what was best for his family at that, in that moment and move across the country. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, dude, you're, you can't break up the squad. There's, there's, there's gotta be a way we can keep in touch. And it, you know, this is, I think this was a couple of years ago. So it's like, everybody was video chatting and um, I was like, we can't, we just can't let this die. I've been part of too many groups in my life that were, you know, it, it had the the family dynamic that we have but eventually it just kind of you know fizzled out i wasn't gonna let this that happen this time not with these guys uh, i think each of us the five of us have such unique qualities uh in our personalities that we really complement each other with like if i ever have um a question, Or I'm, or I'm thinking about, you know, I know, you you know, when you ask yourself the question and you already know the answer in your head, but you got to get that, that confirmation from somebody else. So if I, if I'm looking for something, like if I'm looking for the good hearted answer, I'm going to go to Joe. I'm going to ask him, like, what should I do in this situation or how should I handle this? And Joe's going to give me the right answer. Uh, If I'm looking for the wrong answer, I'll probably go to Brian. (laughs) Yeah. and and then you know if i have any like if if i'm like having a, a technical issue or an, an an engineering issue i'm gonna go to my friend the rocket scientist literal rocket scientist ramy uh because i i mean i'm like who do i know who's an engineer that can solve this issue that i have to fix a a, a two by4 stud in my house oh wait i do know an engineer it's it's this guy um so you know we all bounce each other off of Off each other like that, and I don't think I've ever had that kind of group in my life.
0: You know what's funny? You guys's friend group is really similar to the Bad Batch because when you think about it, Crosshair kind of left the team, and no one was ready for that, really. (laughs) Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot of parallels there. Great insight. Good insight. Art imitating life. Yeah,
1: yeah, I. The Bad Batch to us is very important. Um, we started our podcast in 2021, and the first series that we reviewed was The Bad Batch season one. Um, and when I first saw them in the Clone Wars episode, right? I, you know, I remember. You know how every Clone Wars episode it starts with a caption right after the Star Wars logo, a quote, a quote right? And then I remembered. I always remember the quote. I never forget it. Is embrace others for their differences for that is what makes you whole. And then when I saw them, the introduction to Clone Force 99, and um, they talked about how they had these special abilities and they were not like the other clones, the regs. Um, To me, it it represented neurodiversity to me. I have a a son, my youngest son is on the autism spectrum. And it just, you know, I I just saw this storyline, about him where you know you have the regs or you may have the the neurotypical uh people who may look down towards them or think well they're not like them um they're defective that was the word that was used to describe clone force 99
0: unfairly so unfairly
1: right yeah and then you know wrecker you know you know absolutely say we're not defective you know we're we're, we've got special abilities and that's how i look at um you know kids who are on the spectrum so that that really means a lot to me. This show, um, and then over the, the you know the two you know two seasons now that um, you know we had the Bad Batch. I mean, these characters have have grown, um, and you know their family. I, I love their camaraderie. Um, they are brotherhood. You know, their character development is yeah, great. Exactly. It exactly. It didn't
0: kick the bucket in season two. It, it still stayed strong right. throughout every time we've seen the Bad Batch. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike some characters when yeah. they appeared later on in the uh, yeah. series. So, <laughs> so
1: the, <laughs> the Bad Match is very special to us. So, That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So. Yeah. Thank uh, you for sharing that. Yeah. I no, appreciate that for sure.
1: No problem. No problem. All right. Well, I want to talk about cosplay now. Um, I am not a cosplayer. I've thought about it. Um just not quite there, you know. Uh you may I just need the 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 courage to you know wear a costume and represent myself in this costume. You guys seem to be the pros at it, all right? So for somebody who's never done cosplay, don't know anything about creating their own costume. Um this is cosplay one-on-one. Where was someone What would you suggest someone like me start, if I wanted to uh, get into cosplay?
4: You gotta pick the character. What what character would be your ideal costume? Hmm. You know
0: what? Yes. I'm thinking, I think I'd be Rex. You would be Rex? Yeah, Uh, I like Rex. He's always been my favorite clone trooper because he has morals. mm -hmm. And like, I feel like after the first season, he kind of reached a turning point because he's like, you know, I've seen what happens to my brothers in the war. Like, why am I still doing this? And he learned to question orders just to follow them, but to follow them in a way that he agrees with. Like, he follows his own ideology while still listening to others.
4: Wow. And even
0: yeah. when the chip went off at him, he, he knew who Ahsoka was still. He still knew the Jedi War. He couldn't fire at them. Like he still had his morals, I think that's. I think that makes a great clone trooper. That's why Rex is the best.
1: Right. That's and awesome. You, you would create a Rex cosplay. You would go as Rex. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's and
0: I want to get like one of you guys's costumes, like yeah. something like yours with the 3D printing and all that.
1: Yeah. I, right. Um, you know, for example, let's say I wanted to dress up as uh, Moth. Moff- Cody. <laughs> no. <laughs> Moth Gideon. I want to wear a cape. De- de- I think de- I'd look great. <laughs> But it's it's one thing to say, okay, well, I want to dress up as this person. There's another thing where it has to look authentic. And you guys are, you know, like, top of the line authentic.
0: You're going to you need know? a wig for that. Yeah, bit.
1: I... <laughs> <laughs> I'll see. How, um, I'm being teased here.
2: <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> but, so,
1: okay, so let's say you have a, a character. I have a character. Yep. Where do I get the materials? Like, where do I start?
0: Where do you get the wig?
4: Yes. Where do I get all that? Um, <laughs> so it depends on what you're going for. I, there are there are clubs. There's like the 501st Legion is a costume club. Moff Gideon as a Star Wars character, or rep being a, like a, a bad guy, would be part of the 501st Legion. And so where the 501st Legion comes in is like their... They tout themselves as being movie or screen accurate, so there are standards that you have to build a costume to. For example, you can't make it out of cardboard and and expect it to look. And I mean, I, that said, I know people that probably could. Um, so it's 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 a balance between the materials you're using and the skills that you've got. But but the idea that would be, you need to decide kind of what you're going for. There's nothing wrong with building them off Gideon. That, wouldn't meet the 501st standards, and yet you still take that to a convention, and it looks fantastic, and you take pictures with hundreds of people, and you know you have a great time, and and it's still something that you can be very proud of. So it, it just depends on what you want to do. Um, even that, even that said, like you can use the 501st Legions forums, and and there are uh, online websites that you can go to that will give you tips on how to source the fabric and and soft good materials that would go into the suit and where to get the armor. And there might be files that you could 3d print, or there might be somebody that makes them out of plastic that you can buy. So there there's usually all kinds of different options.
0: Tell you what, I could 3d print you a dark saber. All we need is like some metal spray paint, some white filament, like, um, we're also going to need like translucent 3D printed filament so that when I put the LED strips inside you can see it through the um 3D print stuff like maybe plastic.
3: You're thinking well, know, you sound exactly solid. like us when we're
1: trying to figure ah! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that looks awesome. Okay. Uh, I'm
2: I'm curious Keith. Do you, what what print do you have a, a printer
0: already? Um, no, but when I was in the first grade, um, fun fact, I'm in the gifted and talented program, not to brag, top of my class, um, <laughs> 98th percentile. Okay. Nice. Anyway, nice. the first thing I wanted to do was 3d print the millennium Falcon.
2: Ooh. Yeah.
0: At like Absol- six. I didn't Absolutely. really get how 3d printers worked. Like you couldn't print an entire replica like that all at once. Cause that would take like two weeks, but, um,
2: now I get it. I think wow. I think because you have the 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 passion already for printing, and you don't even have a printer yet. I would say I would recommend that that would be a good avenue to go with, uh, because with three D printing you can I mean, you can create anything from from just literally spun plastic. Um, Remy was talking about the uh, the different clubs. Um, I just to uh, um, uh, elaborate on that a little bit more. If you, are the, if you want to dress up as a bad guy, you would go to 501st.com, and they have these uh, discussion forums that you would sign up for. Once you get in those forums, uh, there is sub-forums for each of the detachments. Now, a detachment would be like all the stormtroopers, because their costume is built in a certain way. They would go to the stormtrooper detachment or the Imperial officer detachment, for instance, for someone like Moff Gideon, uh, you'd go into that detachment where people who have been doing this for so long are gonna give you all the tips and the tricks of like, oh, this is the fabric you wanna buy. This is the link to go get it. Uh, Here are the files that you want to print if you have a printer for the armor and this and that. And then you can even post your progress uh, on your build um, in real time, so that other people can give uh, the, the constructive criticism or, or you know the critiques of like, oh, you, you know, this is backwards, or you got to reprint this, or size this up, or size it down. Um, and they have the same thing for the good guys. So, if you want to be one of the good guys, or like Luke Skywalker or something, you can go to rebellegion.com, uh, and it's the exact same thing. Um, I see, okay, you know what,
0: what if I were to create like my own custom clone trooper because I'm thinking like a mismatch of phase one and phase two clone armor armor with light blue and red stripes all over the armor, a custom blaster, like a tinted dark blue visor.
2: So you could um, I mean you could absolutely do something like that. Now something like that wouldn't obviously go in the 501st because that's never been seen before on screen. So there's nothing exactly. to be screened. You're right. Mm-hmm. But if you I wanted can to build your to own.
0: I can, make, I can make another clone trooper.
2: <laughs> you know, we, we, have, we have other clubs like um, the Mando Mercs. And in the Mando Mercs, you're doing something along the lines of that. You are creating your own character, who's a Mandalorian, who lives in that universe. And I, I think Joe's actually going through this process uh, right now, right, Joe?
3: Yep. Um, so I have my own original character, custom Mando, but my wife Kim is in the process of submitting for approval, and and uh, so it's a lot of a lot of work, work. and then you take photos, and you get feedback, and you make adjustments, and then eventually you get the thumbs up. But yeah, pretty pretty fun process.
0: Wow. Yeah. So what if I took like the template of Phase Two armor from the Five O first? And then I painted it like on my own, and then submitted it.
3: So that that would be a little bit different in that, um, just like what Ramy said, uh, if you want to be in the 501st, then there's there's certain like parameters to be in those clubs. But if you want to make something that's outside of that, that's also encouraged because that you could wear anytime, anywhere. You could wear it at a convention, and so and that doesn't have to be. Uh, that can be made out of any material. You have a lot more, a lot more free, but, uh, but, and that's the only thing, we, you know, we kind of want to make sure that everyone that's listening is clear that we want to encourage costume building because it is fun. If you choose to go towards the path of um, uh, movie screen or screen accurate, then you're going to want to go towards the clubs. Uh, but if you want to go in the club and just look and pull ideas and then build your own, that would be outside of the club. But it's still highly encouraged. At the end of the day, it's a large community of people that are passionate about these characters, whether whether it's uh, from the screen or it's original. It's all good.
0: Wow,
1: that's awesome.
0: You just got to figure out where to get the light blue paint. Shade. Oh, well,
1: we can talk about that. Oh, We're gonna go to
0: Home Depot, pick up every light blue palette, and then I'm just gonna go through them and find the I like, and then I'm gonna buy it.
3: Okay, Joe, what you're saying? I was gonna say if you only knew some people that could help you. Uh, now that you know us, we can definitely keep Mm. the nation going.
0: Yeah. If only we had an, um, entire crew of people that we're on screen with right Uh now.
3: I
1: wonder (laughs) who that could be.
0: (laughs) We got to start looking.
1: Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, So I I want to take the last few minutes and just talk about your podcast.
0: Steven.
2: Yes. Oh, okay. What would you like to know?
0: Yes. All right. What are some of your most memorable moments Or conversations on the Dad Badge show And are there any interviews or discussions That you particularly found That you loved
2: Yeah uh, I think my favorite part of the show um, Is text Q&A When we get our listener questions um, You know we always get the questions Like oh what's your favorite food Or what's your favorite costume Stuff like that Generic but- yeah. Well, you know, I mean if that's what they're interested in that's fine. Uh but we've had some really like hard-hitting questions that have uh from time to time, I mean they've, you know, made me misty-eyed answering the questions or, you know, just thinking about certain processes uh that we have to do with um like with even building costumes uh where it it they there, there are things that you don't think about when you're in the process of doing something until somebody asks you and then you look back and, and you're like, oh yeah, I guess, I guess all of that does make sense. This is why I did that. And this is why I built Wrecker and you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's my favorite part. It's getting the listener questions, the listener engagement. Yeah, we do
0: live streams on our channel like all the time. And the funny thing is, like, nobody asks us storm rag questions. No. like they're, they're Everyone comes up with, like, <laughs> these college dissertation questions <laughs> about the moralities yeah. and depths of characters. And we love and, it. like, And, like, yeah. what, what, what character struck a deep chord with you or yeah. dot, 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 yeah. dot, whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> star wars fans are the most intelligent fans you know and you know they have a lot to say uh so we we love the q a this community yeah. is the best yeah it's a wonderful community absolutely yes joe uh rami is there anything else you want to add about your podcast
4: any memorable uh, so, moments <clears throat> so having done this i mean obviously we The Bad Batch, right? And so we got the opportunity to do as part of the we're all members of the Five Hundred First, and they did a telephone during Christmas time last year, and they they gave us the opportunity to interview D. Bradley Baker, and so so we actually did it for that, but we very much ran it like our podcast, which was a little different from the footprint of the rest of the content for that telephone, but it worked well for us, and we were comfortable with it, and we basically got to do a podcast with. D Bradley Baker as our guest as as a result of that. And and uh, you know, getting getting to talk to the guy that brings the voice to all the characters that we do was was an amazing experience. So that was fun. That was
0: a great moment. He actually um, quizzed me on my on my Clone Wars stuff. He said he voiced 501 clone troopers. And I'm like, I caught that instantly. I'm like, you be like the 501st, and he's like, Congratulations, you are a Star Wars mega fan. There you go. (laughs) He
3: knows his stuff. And I think for me, uh, the, the one that stands out the most was, was actually spread across several podcasts. So, uh, through, through some really neat relationships across this incredible community, um, we had the idea of doing, um, a giveaway to raise, to raise money charity and this, this charity that we picked, and this is the first time doing this as a group of, of, of dads, uh, was for NDSS, the national down syndrome society. And, uh, and we thought we were gonna, you know, if we, if we could raise a thousand dollars, that'd be amazing. And so we 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 had a Chrome Tano from uh, Disneyland that one that John painted in Chrome, and we started getting some pieces together. And uh, before you know it, uh, we raised a lot of money uh, really quickly. How much was it, Ramy? What was the total? It was over
4: fifteen thousand dollars.
3: Yeah, it was it was pretty
0: You're- awesome. Since you guys are fundraiser oriented, have you ever thought about joining a podathon this year?
3: Yeah,
1: well, you have to explain what podathon is. All right, so basically,
0: yeah. podathon is a fundraiser where they gather like a bunch of different podcasters and they do a marathon special of all the different shows throughout a day. And all the money they raise goes to the Make and Wish Foundation. And occasionally they'll like interrupt the broadcast to give you the current total. You know, a little bit of a halftime show encourage you to keep donating, and they'll even have you on sometimes to like talk about your part of the panel. Yeah, you even get to have guests. So you can send in like requests for what guests you want to have, and they'll try to get them for you. Yeah.
2: We we are huge partners with Make a Wish Foundation because we're in the in the clubs. Absolutely, I mean, we'd be honored to be a part of something like that for sure.
0: Wow, we should join the clubs too.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, I'm interested to learn more about the NDSS. Yeah, and then uh, our last question is: uh, What do you hope listeners gain from listening to your podcast? Are there any specific takeaways or messages you strive to deliver through your conversations?
4: I think one of the things that's come into mind for me, and there's there's several messages that we could put here, right. But I, that one of the common things that we hear is that we're all, like people will tell us that it sounds when they're listening to us, they feel like they're in the room with us. And that's the vibe that we try and put out on kind of any topic that it is that we're talking about. So whether we're talking about building costumes or fatherhood or just Star Wars in general, or what we want, we want to make sure that everybody knows that we're approachable and family oriented. And like, I mean, we this to the, to one of the earlier questions, this concept of found family is something that's very big in the bad batch and, and is also kind of big in our lives and the way that we approach the community. So, um, hearing that people feel like they're in the room with us when they listen to us, that tells me at least that we're hitting the right tone that I want to be projecting because we want everybody to feel like they're just part of the dad batch family. So.
2: Absolutely. I think, uh, one of the messages that, that I want to put out is, you know, we all are, you're born, you can't choose the family that you're born with. Right. But cherish them if you can, but also cherish the family that you earn.
3: That's wonderful. I think it's uh, just, the squad, the family connection, it's, it's all about community. That's really, uh, I think uh, don't do life alone. You know, th- there's people out there that, are, that are, are Star Wars and if our podcast can help bring people together, that's what we're trying yeah. to we'll try to do people.
1: This has been an incredible opportunity to speak with you. Um, I'm just so honored to have you and I'm so glad I was to get at least three of you together. Uh, to talk about Star Wars and your podcast, I'm I'm, I'm a big fan of the Dad Batch, and uh, I I love what it stands for. Um, happy Father's Day once again to to you to your dads. Thank you, thank and you. Happy you. Father's yeah, Day to yeah, everybody same, out there. Same to you. Yeah, and then where can people find you?
2: Uh, you can find me at stevie.kicks <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram.
4: Sometimes Twitter. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the dadbatch.com,
3: Joe. Um, Austin, you want to say where they people can find you? Your website? Oh, there you
5: go. Oh, yeah, AustinLauraMusic.com. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Batch. Excellent. Uh,
0: Excellent. Keep- All right. Well, you-,
1: you can keep it brief. <laughs> where can people find us?
0: Bring your sleeping blankets, <laughs> y'all. It's a long exit. It doesn't All have right. to be. <laughs> so you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Our socials are Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Father's Galaxy. Website, Father's Galaxy.com. Merch store, Father's Galaxy. My Patreon page, Slash Father's Galaxy. Join us on our race to a thousand subscribers. As of right now, we have 945. So please subscribe to us. Also, YouTube just lowered their monetization requirements. So that means that we are that much closer. We just need you guys to click on our videos, watch the content, grab your helmets, (laughs) get the Mantel mix, and uh, enjoy.
1: Oh, look at that. That is incredible. That is incredible. Oliver, oh, how nice. All right, you you know what? Uh, um, (laughs) This is awesome. Uh, uh. There we go. I know uh, Keith is going to cry in a few minutes, so here we go. So thank oh, you so there much, you go. guys. This is this is wonderful. Me. This is wonderful. Oh, there you so go. Yeah. Thank you. There. Want to represent?
0: Yeah. Ooh, ooh, wow. I that. just got an idea. Yes. What's your idea? Something. Yes. What if I made a helmet and I put an AI in it? Ooh. Okay. Wow. Like, if okay. I coded like my own AI that'll answer to my commands.
1: You know what? You know what I like about this episode is that it's got you thinking, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, this is this is excellent. You know. We, hey, you know, know what? Great. You don't even have
2: to. You don't have to build a costume. You could build a droid.
0: Like, <laughs> I could build. It's a droid. I can build a costume and a droid, and I can have the droid answer to my commands and follow me around by using motion sensors.
1: There you go. Good. It's, 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 it's happening. All right. <laughs>
0: Austin, Get my welding goggles, Dad.
1: Thank you to the Dad Batch, Austin and Joe, Steven and Oliver, and and yeah. Ramey and Bray. Thank you so much for joining
3: us. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. Thanks
1: for having us. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. So for everyone, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time, take care
0: and we will see you again.